0: Hey, everybody. In May of 2019, I was fired from my job as SVP of Games and Digital Platforms at NBC Universal. Now, I wasn't technically fired, but practically I was. The values, philosophy, and approach to find success in games that I believed in wasn't shared by my boss or the larger group at NBC. But as with many stories, the beginning of one story or adventure starts with the ending of another. So after my departure from NBC, I spent a fair amount of time thinking about what I wanted to do next. Now, what follows in this podcast episode today is a conversation with my good friend Mishka Katkoff when he talked with me about that departure from NBC and what was next for me. Now, this was recorded for the Deconstructor Fund podcast, and I'm publishing it here as well to provide the context about the very beginning of Leela Games, the beginning of the journey to try and build something new, something different, and something very unique. I hope you enjoy this conversation.
1: All right, it's a it's a fine Thursday morning here, and uh, probably even finer Thursday evening out there. In the uh, in in Los Angeles, so J.K., how are you going? How, how is it going? It's going all right. How about yourself? Mm, uh, perfect. It's, it's a your <laughs> day. and I uh, I'm pretty happy that that we had this this moment to chat officially because we've been talking about this a lot. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this podcast and there's a lot of people who listen. So thank you, thanks thanks for that. But um, I'm sure a lot of people mm-hmm. know that that you have some. Career updates, and um, and there's a lot of talk, and yeah, it's it's just it's just a very interesting topic. So we decided to to record a podcast and kind of discuss it. So for those who don't know, and for those who know, tell us what's up, what's what's going on in your life. Yeah,
0: you know, it's kind of funny because I I didn't think it was such a big deal, but last Friday was my last day at uh, NBC Universal, and you know, just you know, no hard feelings. I, I do have to say the company treated me really well. It's kind of funny though, because I actually, this Monday morning before we recorded the last Twig podcast, uh, this this m- Monday morning, I kind of posted on LinkedIn, just kind of like this, this funny post, uh, me at Blue Bottle, like as a barista saying, hey, sorry, I'm not at NBC Universal anymore, but I'm, I'm working at Blue Bottle or whatever. It's just kind of a joke. And it's crazy, like after that post, it got over 60,000 views. I got uh, over a hundred messages. I got like <laughs> over a hundred LinkedIn ad requests. And so like, I think there was something about that where definitely seemed like there was some, some interest And uh, you know, really kind of humbled by that. So that's, that was kind of interesting. And then when, when you reached out to me about recording a podcast, was that more with having to do with like the LinkedIn post or some of like the YouTube stuff I was doing?
1: both like like initially because because when i you know when when i heard about it we we had our chat i mean i wanted to hear more about it immediately so i'm one of those people who are just interested and and like, you know, as a friend, like what what happened? So that's 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 important for me. And right. and yeah, nothing, you know, nothing crazy usually happens in these type of situations. It is what it is, is like sometimes things don't work out and it's both sided, yep. there's no drama, and you're like, hey, you know, it's just better to move separate ways. But anyways, um, I think why it's so interesting for everybody, because most of us go through this. Most of us go through through different, you know changes of job it's 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 really really normal and it's actually not normal to be in one place for 10 15 20 years nowadays and you know sadly so uh, i don't know actually i don't know if it's sadly so it's it's there's there's good and bad sides in, in both of it but but people are naturally interested they they know you or know of you or have been listening to you so so most of the people, like I would assume eighty to ninety percent, wish you the best, and they are just curious to hear if if you're doing all right and so forth, and kind of like you know wishing you the best or or you know seeking to to help you or work with you now that you're you're free. But it is it is something. I, I don't know. It's kind of like I'm always thinking like we're we're this. Um, we're like a bunch of sheep,s and somebody got taken by a wolf, and everybody knows there's wolves. And we're like, where, "Where's the where, where's the wolf? Where's the wolf?" You know. But uh, even Good. though, I will, yeah, I don't know. I will say one part that's probably not
0: normal is like not knowing what you're doing next, mm-hmm. right? And so, that, so that part I think is is a part where you know I'm actually feeling pretty good about where I am right now, but there is this like nervousness, right? Like yeah. there's, there's both excitement, like, Oh, there's all these opportunities and, and things that I could be doing, but there's like this nervous feeling about just the uncertainty, uncertainty about your situation. So I, I think that there's certainly both. I, although I think that was more last week this week, and especially more recently, like today, it, And I think I'm kind of similar to you. There's like so many things that we want to do Mm -hmm. that we're we're super busy and stuff like that. And so like now I'm more on the excited side, but there's certainly a point in time where it's just like, ah, what am I doing? You know, what should I be doing? And, And that sort of like contemplation and reflection starts to happen. So there's, there's definitely that part.
1: So let's talk more about that because, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to dwell on, on this, this, this like initiation because. I think you have the right mindset in a way. Like, of course, it starts off with with a little bit of a shock because you're used to you have routines. You fucking wake up at three a.m. I don't know where you, when you wake up. You I mean, wake up yeah. way too early. Do your Wim Hof breathings and your memos, and you're you're a yeah. workaholic. That's what I want to say. You're a workaholic, and suddenly. That stops. Like you don't have to be at the office at six a.m. or whatever. You go there, and and that changes your routine. And and of course, that's a shock. But then comes the next step, which I love. And and that's 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 where you are right now. Is is actually it's it's not more of like I can't do this one thing that I've been doing all every day. Instead, I have these many, 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 many things that I could be doing next. But what is it? That I should be doing next, and and tell me tell me about tell me about like how, how you how you're going through this process and how you're how you're kind of um, finding your mission, if you will. It sounds so American, but but <laughs> but, um, but like like what what is the like what are you doing? Uh, because that, that's that's I think that's really interesting and for me, and I think it's going to be interesting for other people. Is like what is the process of of finding of finding the next step, not jumping right into something but just understanding what you're good at, what you don't like, what, what is, what is really the purpose? Right.
0: Yeah. And, and so I think that was like step one, right. Is like trying to really understand, you know, what is a good use of my time? What am I good at? Uh, how would my time be best deployed and things like that. And, you know, I actually did capture some of that in a YouTube video where, I kind of walk through my thought process, and, and in particular, there was this article written by Clayton Christensen called "How Would You Measure Your Life?" Mm. And you know, in that article, and I, you know, I talk about it on the, uh, in my YouTube vlog.
1: But just talk about know, it if, here. This gets way more listeners than YouTube. <laughs> I, I can see how many views it gets. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah,
0: I know. And I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not like promoting those videos at all I, I am
1: game ask- makers game makers YouTube channel <laughs> it is good I watched the video but but please do come on this is for
0: sure but yeah I mean it really talks about trying to create a strategy for your life mm. asking key questions about how you can be happy in your career and what's really going to provide you with when you're looking back <laughs> on your life how are you going to value or measure your life and and things like that. And so, you know, it really made me think very deeply because at the end of the day, all of us are here on this earth for a very limited amount of time. And so I I think that in general, a lot of us take a lot of that time for granted, right? And and the next thing you know, a year passes, five year passes or 10 year passes. And you know, a, a lot can happen in that time. A lot can happen in just one year. And so quite honestly, really kind of blessed and fortunate about being put in in a situation where I'm really trying to understand what I want to do and how I want to spend sort of limited time that we have on, on this earth. And so and, and kind of like where I wound up with is I think subconsciously I, I kind of knew it all, all along because I've been trying to create these YouTube videos with people in the gaming industry to to try and provide a, a spotlight on how the industry works, how the business of games works, and really focus on kind of education and documentation. And, and when I really kind of boiled it down, that, that, there were kind of two things that I, I felt like I really wanted to do in terms of my objective, and at least for myself, the meaning in my life, which was, one, try and educate and document people in, in various things. And, and for right now, it's, it's, it's you know about the games industry. And then secondly, to try and more on the leadership side, but I I do think that for me, I'd really like an opportunity to run my own show in, in terms of like managing and constructing an organization or team that is highly efficient. And then hopefully to be able to actually document this process, because if you think about how the world is evolving, you know, in my opinion, you know, there's today we have like these sort of management gurus who are teaching through case studies, who are teaching through very theoretical means. But I think it'd be really cool to be able to educate people in a real-time, real-world sort of way. And so I, for me, I'm hoping I get an opportunity to do
1: something like that. When, when I listen to it, like you mentioned three things, like educate, um, run your own thing. It, but what I mean by that is like, you know, be in charge of, of decision-making probably. And, um, right, right. And be involved in game making force, and the third one is documentation and to be honest, like like it seems like those three coincide pretty well because when you're running something, when you're in charge, let's put it like, like when you're when you're a key decision maker, uh, you're able to test different things, you're able to de- document that, and you're able to share that in educational matters so actually in those three coincide in, in a way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess we'll see how this plays out. I think the one, if I have to talk about a strength of mine, I, I would say that I feel like a strength of mine is that I actually don't care about being wrong or being mm-hmm. embarrassed. Right. And, and, and so I think that, you know, even with like the podcast, it's not like I'm a great speaker or anything like that. Or even with the YouTube channels, I think there are people who are much more qualified, more personal, charismatic, whatever, probably better at this stuff, but I feel like my advantage is that I just don't care about putting myself out there and being embarrassed or not. You, you know I, we'll, we'll
1: run with it and see see what happens yeah um well, i don't think anybody likes to get embarrassed <laughs> that's, a, that's a, a different thing uh, i think i think you're very open to things and i think like coming back to your strength i think i think one of your strengths that, that is also a weakness that i've noticed is like you work too much you just you know <laughs> I mean, you you make me feel super lazy and I'm like, sometimes I need to go back and think about like, am I, am I really lazy or, (laughs) but, but no, no, no. To be honest, like um, I was interesting, I was interesting in, in, um, kind of, kind of trying to put myself in, in the same situation. And and one of the, uh, the issues that I've probably had is like, I don't know if you can say this this way, but, but kind of like too many interesting options. And then um, right. once a project is over, I might go in and try a new option at a different company. Um, uh-huh. And sometimes it, it, like like now, kind of feeling is like I, I never had the chance to sort of a sit down and and contemplate what would be a good next step, where I'm good at, what's my purpose, and so forth. It's more like go, 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 and then push forward right. and try next thing and the next thing and the bigger thing and a new opportunity arises where on this one so you take that opportunity and so forth and of course with uh with a kid in the, in the life it's 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 a little bit more focused on on like how can you balance off uh work life and hence you know hence we're living in back in finland because of because of just family being around but talk to me a little bit more and, and i think i, I remember I, w- I was watching your youtube video and it was it was it the one where where the author was talking about um, Harvard graduates was it that one? Yeah, that's the Clayton
0: Christensen article called "How Will You Measure Your Life." But yeah, that, that was the the, the the second video I posted about this stuff.
1: So I, I'd be I'd be like, I know I know you have this sort of um, uh, was it like a seven points of of how are you like in in career life or how do you, how do you um, how do you describe it? Just, I'm not sure about seven points. Or the the work values that you have.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you're talking about uh, my my values presentation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so for for those for those who don't know, <laughs> so you've actually done this before, in, in the sense that that um, you've sat down and, and kind of put in your values uh, on on a on a right. on a deck, and just you know just of the different quotes and everything. So, if you can kind of go through those on, on a high level and, and let me know, like, what I want to understand is ha- have those values changed? Because when I was going through, you shared the values that you had and, and, and and everything was kind of like, I haven't done anything like that. And so I was actually pretty interested, have those values, which were very, very career driven. I mean, of course it's work values, but it was very, you know, very, very career driven. Have they have have you thought about them again? So just, you know, talk about your values and, and um and yeah, is there any changes?
0: Sure, yeah. And I mean, maybe what I, that'll actually take quite a long time to go through all, all of those values, but uh,
1: on a high level. So I know you have too many values. But
0: yeah, let me talk about how I view that more generally though, which is to say that I think that
1: mm-hmm.
0: when when you think about an organization, I think any sort of company or organization has a specific culture, has a specific way of working. And I think it's really important that there's alignment around those kinds of the way you work, the values that you have. And if there's misalignment, then what will happen is that there's definitely going to be conflict, right? And then eventually that's typically going to lead to a bad, bad outcome. A couple of, for those in the audience that want to learn a little bit more about these kinds of philosophies, and where I learned about about this is, you know, there's a really great book called *Principles* by Ray Dalio, and also there's an article by um, Peter Drucker called *On Managing Yourself*, where. You know, and this is something that I've seen in my career as well, is that if you have a certain way of working or certain things that you believe are important, and, but the organization that you work at are not aligned, then again, it usually does result in bad outcomes. And so I, one of the things that I do is I created a presentation that talks about how I work, what are the values that are important to me. And how I can be effective, just to see if there's alignment before joining another company or, or, or something like that. And mm. so, I would recommend that in general. Life is so short that if you are going someplace where there isn't alignment, there, I think it's it's just not going to be a good situation.
1: Mm. So, and and that's and that's that's uh, that's something that that is interesting because. I've I've actually never seen that, uh, where, where somebody comes in with a personal value. Usually it's, it's like, here are the company values and you better, you know, fit with these. And and sometimes <laughs> the company values are different. Uh, they might be written down and they might be there, but they not be, might not be even those that are, you know, the actual values, the actual ways that the company performs, but you know, that's, that's a little more rare, but, but still exists. So, um, and you know, my take on, on those values, like I, I appreciate them and I think it's really good to understand how you yourself perform, but I'm, I'm still maybe junior enough where I just think about being so goal driven that it's about how, you know, how to effectively achieve your targets versus, versus what are the values, but that might, that might change. I might, I might try, try the, uh, the more, the more value-based approach, <laughs> but, um, Regarding regarding those values, like like when when you're thinking about your next opportunities, are you trying to match it with your values, your ways of working, or or how do you how do you approach it? Because the thing is, like you, you, like you've had those values. How long have you had those those values written down?
0: I wrote them down actually about a year and a half ago, something like that.
1: Got it. Okay. So for your uh, previous gig.
0: Yeah. But I mean, it's, those are like the way that you work, the values that you have, I think Mm -hmm. definitely do develop over a career. And so I can naturally see if you're younger in your career, starting with that kind of a document. And then as you progress through your career, and as you see things that work for Mm -hmm. you and don't work for you, and you kind of change your approach that that should be more of a living document as I think you progress through your
1: career. Yeah, and then one thing that I was – because I know you share that that document of your values very, very liberally. And Uh it's a little bit of an overwhelming document because I I looked at it I was like, oh, my God, this person is crazy. Uh If I didn't know you, I would be like, you know, what's going on here? But the thing is like the values are not uh, – it's it's not like you're imposing your values into an organization it just feels very imposing because of the uh the size of the document and you're sending it and just like there's so much stuff there's like um what do you call it the wartime leader and the peacetime leader and then yeah. stuff like that and you're like what's going on with this guy <laughs> but it's but it's more like how do you approach different situations and it's even more of uh of like how you've learned about different things right. and, 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 and a lot it, of it is from books
0: right and it's also a signal right because you know mm-hmm. to, to some degree it's a signal that this is kind of who i am like i do like this kind of transparency i do like mm-hmm. to have direct conversations with people and to have everything be very open right and so that's mm-hmm. so even sending that document is kind of a signal about my value which is also captured in that document
1: yeah and then that's where we're so different because I told you, I'm, I said, like, are you a crusader? Like, what are these, What is this, what is this this value statement that you're proclaiming and coming in with? Because, <laughs> you know, like I've, I've told you multiple times and, and you know, we've had those <laughs> dinners and your wife was there and she agrees. It's more like, you know, you, if you have a target or a goal you need to achieve something and and there might be you know quite often when you're working with larger organizations there might be people who are you not you know gelling with as, as as well as you can but sometimes you make it into a game where where that person that you might not like that much but if you get you know her or his approval or endorsement or a sponsorship to something that actually takes you forward your goal forward like not you and your personal career but but say the project you're working on and it gets gets further gets gets needed resources then you have to play the game you have to become bestest of friends with this person who you know in other situation you wouldn't be you would be very close or even you know opposite of close but um uh, that that's that's the way i kind of see things and that right. that's why um I think a lot of other people see it that way. And that's why your value presentation might be intimidating because it sets you up in a certain ways of working and it almost makes you rigid. Like, I, you know, like I believe in this type of approach should be taken. And even though that approach is right, sometimes you have to balance with the situation. So that's why I think it's sometimes intimidating.
0: Yeah. And I, I do think there has to be some level of flexibility, but fundamentally, I think that if you are going to be effective and have high mm-hmm. performance at, in a certain environment that the values have to at least be close enough, right? I mean, if there's like complete misalignment, I think you're yeah. just going to be sort of set up to fail. And so, and, and so certainly when I think about whatever's next for me, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's definitely a consideration, you know, wherever this, whether it's a company or, or ideally, maybe it's something that I start, it have to be, an environment that matches pretty well. Again, and to your point, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it it has to be Mm -hmm. close enough, I I think. So that's my philosophy. And then, you know, whether or not, in this world that we live in, does that make me like Ned Stark in Game of Thrones? Or, does, you know, like, can, can you survive without, and to your point, playing the game? I, I don't know, but...
1: Oh, shit. Are you calling me Tyrion? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, uh, no I'm, I'm, calling, I'm you know, I'm, I'm saying, I actually think that there is a world where, you know, if you have, to your point about when you called me a crusader earlier, like... <laughs> I think there is a world where you can be successful by adhering to certain principles and values. And I, I, that was what Ray Dalio's book was all about.
1: Yeah. He
0: had a certain strategy and certain way of working and it, you know, led him to a lot of success. And, you know, I, I think uh, certainly in my own career, you know, at, at FunPlus, we did things a certain way and it was pretty successful. And there were, you know, a lot of great lessons that, that, that I learned when I was there from, you know, the, the founders as well.
1: Yeah, and and uh, I, I agree, and I think I think there's, um, I think it's good that you have those values, and it, it definitely puts you in a certain category where you have to uh, work with a certain people that that share those crusader values as you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's yeah, yeah. and and there's nothing bad. Crusaders are successful among other crusaders, so. so <laughs> but but definitely going into a larger organization like. Like you have been in a couple of pretty big ones, it's it's really hard to work around those values, especially a lot of your values are, are very much, um, almost startupy, very very like Bay Area, yeah, very Bay Area, and then it's a uh, it's it's it it's it's a conflict with larger organizations that are much more mellow, much more yeah, and yeah. And,
0: and I kind of agree with you that that is the general characteristic of a large organization, but I, I would say that it doesn't have to be right, and so like. The first video I posted, I, I called Day One, and Day One is actually a reference to one. It was like my you know first day not being an NBC Universal first work day, but also it's a reference to to Jeff Bezos actually. And um, so Jeff Bezos, in an Amazon shareholder uh, letter, there's a pretty famous letter entitled Day One where he talks about Amazon's values and kind of like how they operate, and so. When you think about certain companies, whether it's mm-hmm. Amazon or, or actually Tesla with uh, Elon Musk, I mean, they are definitely managing their culture, and their values, and their organizations. There, and even Bridgewater with Ray Dalio, in, in a way that aligns more to like the what you're calling startup, the Silicon Valley style, than to the general large organization, for example.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's not, but but that's, that's good that you understand, uh, the type of environment where you can be successful. So, all right. I want to, I want to ask something, um, that kind of dive deep into something that, that interests me and, and probably a lot of people. And that's it. So, so you're at ground zero and you're now in, in that sort of a happy place in a way, because it, it goes from initial shock to fuck, there's so many opportunities around me. How do you evaluate those opportunities? Like I'm sure you've had plenty of opportunities right now. I'm sure you there's there's plenty of things. And the initial reaction for for probably for anybody would be to just grab the next thing. But how do you how do you keep yourself from jumping into the next thing to just kind of pacing yourself and like listen, I just want I wanna understand what is it that i should be doing and of course you have that that amazing youtube channel running on the side and yeah. running this podcast um you're doing all this like you're not exiting game industry in any way you love games industry so so how how are you how are you not jumping into the next opportunity that that's what interests me because uh, i feel like that is that is that's actually really challenging
0: I mean, I think it goes back to what I was calling, you know, step one for me, which is trying to understand what my key objectives are and what will ultimately provide me more more meaning in terms of, you know, when, when I try to measure my life, what's actually going to, uh, you know, when, when I look back 80 years from now or 50 years from now, or whatever, whatever, what I think is going to be the best fit for me and where I feel like I will have... Down the most meaning for my life. And so as I talked about before, there's, there's kind of two objectives that, that I have. And so whatever the situation or the opportunity is that helps me fulfill those objectives. And then along the lines of what we talked about, am I fulfilling those objectives? Am I going to be able to achieve more meaning with my life? And then is there a good fit from a values pers- perspective? Is the specific role leveraging my strengths or not? what do i want to contribute and is that is that a good fit or not so so those those are the the primary considerations and i do think that you know i'm not a spring chicken anymore so i definitely have to be careful so so i definitely want to kind of take my time on that that's mm. sort of the ideal scenario now fundamentally at the end of the day got to make money so like i feel like right now i'm kind of in a fortunate position but at the yeah. same time if it comes down to it if i've got to work at starbucks to make ends meet i'm i'm going to have to do what i have to do right so, so there's
1: always that yeah i think you're 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 a few steps removed from starbucks but um uh <laughs> without yeah, going one any, or two, yeah, without going to specifics that
0: but uh, you know, maybe one step because right now I am an unemployed YouTuber with only 300 subscribers.
1: Yeah, but but again, you are. But <laughs> um, you're you're just you're just in, in that full-on dad hobby mode because you don't you don't. Let's put it this way: you don't have to go to work tomorrow. So in that sense, you're you're in a fortunate position. Um, Did you have this process before? So you went from Sega, you went from FunPlus to Sega, from Sega to NBC. Did you go through this process or is this a new process?
0: This is relatively new in terms of this level of Mm -hmm. reflection and contemplation going from FunPlus to Sega. That was kind of an even stranger story. So I was reading this book called Mm -hmm. The Surrender Experiment and, uh, and, that, and in that book, it's about this guy who basically said yes to everything in his life. Fuck. And so whatever came, came his way, he would say yes. And it led him to tremendous success. And so I read that book and I was like, wow, this is kind of weird. You know what? Fuck it. I'll try this for one week. And in that week, I, I had a, um, a friend of mine who was working at Sega at the time. And he invited me out to lunch. And so I met up with him and then he talked about they had been searching for for a position at Sega for like a really long time and asked me to come in. I wasn't really, you know, looking or anything like that, but I just said yes, sure. And then I just kept saying yes till I worked there. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> so that one was that one was a little crazy. How about but, what uh, was the name of the book? It's called The Surrender Experiment. Yeah, burn it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a horrible book. Um, it's good, good, good that you didn't get. You know, I mean, there there are a lot of bad things you can say yes to as well. Um, but, um,
0: yeah, so, yeah, for sure. But um,
1: yeah. okay, so so you ended up to sit into Sega by just reading this stupid book and saying yes to everything, <laughs> and opening opening basically opening up yourself to temptations and. Uh, <laughs> By by just being <laughs> being, being so yesy. Uh, so what happened? And, and did you okay? So what was the mental model when when you went from Sega, which is in Bay Area, and you moved to LA and, and Studio City, you know, working with NBC, who was, was relatively unknown in the gaming space, uh, going from a pure games company? So was that book again of an influence here?
0: No, but I I will say that just like all things in life, things just kind of happened very coincidentally and by happenstance. But for some of the reasons why I wanted to go to NBC were that one of the things that I noticed working at Sega was that the impact of user acquisition on the performance of games, I felt, was um, starting to increase fairly significantly. In that there's actually I don't know if you know the story of but basically one of the trends that I was seeing is impact of machine learning on user acquisition mm-hmm. and I want I felt like that that would be an area of huge uh, competitive advantage and I really wanted to get ahead of that and so I wanted to be at a place where you know there would be enough capital and enough investment into that area so that you could be a first mover in terms of applying machine learning in novel and interesting ways and potentially gain a lot of competitive advantage. And I think one of the things that is um, that really turned this industry around in terms of applying AI and machine learning to various industries was actually the Netflix prize. And so I don't know if you know the story, but Netflix had this, what, what was called the Netflix prize, where they were Awarding a million dollars to anyone who could beat their algorithm, mm-hmm. and uh, this guy, on the very last day when the uh, when submissions were due, he literally wrote three lines of code using this machine learning based approach to try and beat the algorithm. And he didn't even he wasn't even able to have enough time to have the algorithm finish running, but he submitted. His results, and he didn't win, but he actually placed sixth. And um, and then he blogged about it. And then I think that's really what started turning people on to how you could apply machine learning to various applications. And I just felt there was a big opportunity there. Felt like you know NBC would be a good place to to really try and go after that kind of an opportunity, and also just wanted to further my understanding of applying ip and brands to, to games and so you know definitely learned a lot at sega and saw the impact of brands and ip on, on games there and kind of continue that trend at nbc as well
1: mm-hmm. so, so you wanted to kind of move that sounds in a way weird because like what like the NBC doesn't sound the company that would be pushing the boundaries of machine learning and user acquisition.
0: Well, I will say that they so NBC's does have a fairly significant data science team, mm-hmm. and um, you know they, they definitely have a lot of investment in that area. Anyway, that that's the uh, that's not the full version of the mm-hmm. story, but that's a uh, shorter version of, of that story. I, I can tell you the f- full version uh, offline.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can. Um, so tell me about. Um, so you you now work with um like your last three three gigs, yeah, relatively small unknown, grown into a quite big and known. Yep, yep. Um, then we're talking about very very old known game develop game publisher developer. Yeah, uh, kind of you know trying to find its way on mobile. Yep, and then the next was sort of a entertainment company trying to find its way on mobile into yep. mobile. Yep. Um two of your last ones were big corporations um
0: right and both were one of the other differences is is that thumb plus i you know most of my career has been on the studio side on the development side but uh, Mm -hmm. not not only were the last two ip companies but they were also on the publishing side as well
1: yeah 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 so um kind of learnings from those are what what The thing is, like, with the publishing side, this is what usually happens. And I, I think I've I've kind of, like, years back tried to convince myself of this, but then realized that it's bullshit, and, and I see a lot of people doing it still. It's like when you're coming in from the studio side and you go into the publisher side, usually you tell yourself the story. is like, fuck, I'll be able to accelerate my learnings by working on so many products at the same time and kind of seeing different things. And um, and that's the, the appeal of being on the publisher side. But what I've noticed is that's not true. It's like when there's too much stuff going on, there's no focus, you can't get into the weeds and you're in super high level. And it's actually a lot about communication, about managing things you don't you might not even have direct influence upon. So it's a lot of a convincing and that kind of stuff. It's like a lot of organization game. Versus actually being deep in the product and learning about the product and learning about the tools and learning how to, you know, do more effective user acquisition. It's always high level. Um, is that the case for you, or like, what do you think? Well, I
0: mean, I think it depends on the organization, right? Yeah. So, like, you look at a company like Scopely, and they are they are knee deep in with the companies that they work with.
1: Right? Yeah, but so, you, but. You, but- how are the, the different individuals knee deep into it? So if you go on on the publisher side, like, do you really know that much about like, do, will you be able to accelerate your learning on the studio side or on the publisher side? Because that's that's what I feel a lot of people are making the argument when they're going to companies like Scopely or any other publisher. They're What they're telling me is like, I, I love it because I'll be able to learn so much in such a short time by making so many games instead of focusing on one game for two, three, four years. And my argument is like, no, that's bullshit. You'll, you'll be able to be on a high level, but you won't learn the, the neatly greedy stuff.
0: Right. I think that from a learning perspective with respect to development, I would tend to agree with you that um, being deeper is better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where there's depth, there's wool. I mean, the, the, the deeper, the better. I would say, from the perspective of learnings in terms of publisher functions, mm. like user acquisition, or digital marketing, or you know um, those type of, uh, their support functions, I think those are some of the areas where you can have some some learnings, especially where you're applying techniques across multiple products, right? So, so that's where I, I think mm. you'll have most of your learnings.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying one is better than the other. They're just different things. Right. And and if your goal is to accelerate your learning about products, then I would argue that it's better to be making the products, making the games, yeah. running the games, uh, rather than zooming yourself out on the uh, the publisher level, where where it's just a different skill set and it's more like it's more like air cover. And making the strategic choices that will come to life in on a on a long term versus running weekly A/B tests or multi-banded, uh, multi-arm banded <laughs> tests or whatnot, uh, and then understanding what moves players and and you know the the different different user acquisition channels, what works best, what kind of creatives work best, and so forth. So so given this experience of being on the publisher side and being on the studio side, I feel I feel like you're more inclined and the way the way you're working, you're more inclined to be on the studio side because you want to run things or am I wrong?
0: Uh, I mean, I do, I actually like being on both. So I, I you know, I enjoyed my time on the studio mm-hmm. side. I do feel like there's a lot more control depending on the type of publisher, varying degrees of control over the product. I like to have a lot more direct control over the product If possible. So, um, you know, that's the general case for that would be to be on on the studio side. And it's always great, you know, as, as you're working on product and seeing product improvements and to your point, capturing learnings from from working on product directly. There's always that's the attractive part of that side of the business.
1: Going back on on. An opportunity so so I understand like your process of 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 understanding yourself and understanding what makes you tech where you're good at what you don't like going back to the opportunities that you receive all the time how how will you make the like how will you choose your next your next challenge your next mission not not just going only on the on like is it only the mission only only how it how it you know feeds your purpose or
0: yeah I mean I think it's just the combination of all those factors mm-hmm. right it's, it's not like I do care about money as well it's it's not my number one factor but it's it's up there. there's a comp issue there's like a location issue there's for me commute's a big thing and you know coming from it was great for me to move to LA where my commute was like at, at NBC it was like six to eight minutes versus almost two hours each way when I was at Sagan oh. so like you know those those type of things actually you know, do have an impact and do matter. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's going to be a combination of all of those factors.
1: But, but going into into like um in, into more of of like a little bit of higher level. So, when when you when you're going through these this process of of talking to different companies, like a, sure, you're spending a lot of time now and, and trying to you know push your channel up, and we'll, we'll have those posts on deconstructor of fun <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, Enjoying your time with your family, enjoying the time of, of talking to different developers from from everywhere. Uh, but let's say you know you're having those lunches with with various companies. Like how how does that process go? Because this is something that I wanna I wanna be better at. Uh, like I'm at the point where I just have to because i I can I can say yes quite easily as well. So I'm at the point where I just have to stop lunches. Cause I don't want to even hear the offer. Cause like, I'm happy. Let's just not, let's like, I don't want to, I don't want to get that into my mind, that offer, that, that money, that challenge, that, that interesting IP or anything like that. I, I let's just, let's just be friends and, and I'll talk about the next step, but you are talking about those next steps and you are seeing, you know, different comps, different challenges, different, um, you know, just, Just different awesome stuff in the games that you could do be you could be doing this and 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 make this type of game that people will be so happy to play. You can work with this IP that you've loved forever. You can make X amount of money. And those things are are something that you're thinking in the evening. So how do you how do you make the decision to either take on the challenge or to sit on it?
0: Uh, well, I mean, you know, for me, I'm happy to talk with anybody, right? I like to be honest in terms of if an opportunity comes up where it probably doesn't make sense, then I usually say, hey, you know, I I don't think this opportunity makes sense for these reasons, but happy to meet up with you and like have lunch or do a call or whatever. But yeah, you know, I I do think that Mm -hmm. I, I do have some opportunities come my way, maybe not as many as, as you do, <laughs> because you know, the, it's not like, you know, I, I mean, that, that LinkedIn post, I got five different people saying, Hey, here's these different kind of positions. So, I mean, that's fantastic. I was very humbled by that, but yeah, at the same time, I, I'll, in all honesty, I'll, I'll probably try and talk to everybody and see kind of mm-hmm. what's out there and what's, what's happening. But, um, you know, just being honest in terms of, of whether I think it's a fit or not
1: it's just it's it's like a it's a' it's a very interesting situation where where you have the uh the luxury of waiting and of not making it and i'm always like like I'm always very interested in talking to people who take um, a year off a sabbatical or several yeah. you know months off where they go and travel or do other things that they're really passionate about i think that's that's amazing and um i'm kind of i don't know if I have the courage to do that and it's just like and that's why I want to talk to them, like like really successful people who do that, and 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 um, yeah, it's just fascinating. I always feel like I'm not in the place in my career where I can do it, but maybe I am, but I don't know. And it's like so worried. And you want you're so much into this day and the next year and what's gonna happen next, you know, couple of years. You you're like afraid to let loose.
0: Yeah, for me personally, I, I kind of get bored when I'm not doing stuff for that long. I think I've been fortunate in that I've, I've been able to, you know, travel a fair bit over over my career and stuff like that. So for me, this is what I want to do. I want to work on trying to make my life a little bit more meaningful and um, and you know, do something that people are gonna like and enjoy. Hopefully, hopefully, I uh, you know, I, I'm trying. I, you know, I, I made that day one video and my wife was watching it and she was just like she was just like laughing at me and she was like, Oh, this is is so cringy. (laughs) But anyway, um, hopefully I'll create create content that that, that people like, but I would say in in terms of like something to talk about with respect to kind of like where I am now. And and I think something that you've done really well is, you know, I, I would actually recommend people who are like in my situation to think more about, what we actually talked about when I did a video interview with you, right? And, and that's about
1: mm.
0: the fact that resumes are meaningless now, right? And that um, what's more important is what, what I call digital footprint. You called it your your art station or whatever in that interview. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think the reason why you personally have a lot of opportunities and people are chasing after you so much is because you do have, your resume is more deconstructor of fun than anything else, right? I mean, there's so many of yeah. your thoughts and, and things have been captured. And so, and for me as well, like the the fact that I'm trying to document this stuff is not only, I think it will serve not only as kind of helping myself achieve some meaning, but it'll also serve as, as a resume.
1: Yeah, as a, again, I, I treat it as a, as a learning experience. That's why I mentioned the art station because art station is filled with, with a lot of art that is not in games, but it's more like artists putting in, Putting in work and trying new styles and everything, yeah. and sometimes it, it falls in what somebody's looking for, and you're actually that's you know you might be drawing Angry Birds, but actually you're a you're a badass 3D modeler who does fantastic realistic characters, and then then sometimes you know that kind of jives in with somebody who's looking for it. Next thing you know, you might be working on God of War in in LA. So that that, that kind of stuff, and and you talk about digital portfolio. I I don't. I I guess it, I guess yeah. For some people, it is. For me, it's still a learning experience. And when we talk about missions and right. and stuff like that, even this podcast, like I'm actually like my primary motivation is not to get listeners right now or to get clicks or you know whatever. Portray myself or yourself in a good. I mean, I want you to be in good light, but but it's not, it's not about that. It's it's just I'm actually really really curious about this the scenario that you're going through because it's something that most of us will go through at some point right. or have gone right. through and and there's and there's this stigma of 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 like okay so you're not at the, at your place where you're working at so you've kind of lost your purpose you lost your value to others and so yeah. forth and that's not true and it, like it it shouldn't be that yeah. way And, and I, I don't think people talk about it enough and that's why I wanted to do this because you're very open about everything. (laughs) So you're, you're open about, about talking about these things and, and, um, and that's why I think, I think people are so interested. So I was more interested in, and and you're very, very analytical. So you want to go through, you read all the books and you try to understand how, how to feel about this and, and you're documenting your process, which is awesome. So, so that was, that's, that's my kind of goal. And I'm, I'm really curious to, we'll probably do an update uh, when, <laughs> when the next step arises. And I want to, I want to hear more about like, why, why this opportunity instead of anything else, like how does this fit into your overall goals and, and, and processes? But, um, well, yeah, in the, in the meanwhile, I'm, I'm hoping that you're, 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 you're putting out more content and we can promote it.
0: Great, yeah. I mean, always happy to put out as much content as as possible. Hopefully, again, hopefully it's it's something that people will find useful or entertaining at least. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they but, are, I uh, mean, yeah. This week in games, that was that was a great thing, and it's coming in. And be, people are don't even have to you know read games industry business or anything right. else; they can just hear your opinions and eric's opinions and now adam's and sometimes mine and and they can hear apologies later <laughs> on about those opinions said so, because a lot of people listen to it and sometimes we get connected by the people who you are
0: but you know I, I i love that part of it that it's it's real right some people have you know whatever bad days or maybe speak a little bit too far and then it's like ah uh, i mean that's real life right people sometimes make mistakes and so i actually thought that was great when you know eric you know he kind of apologized for whatever but you know <laughs> I, I, I
1: that part. <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's 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 fun but um but yeah i'm i'm, I'm gonna look and i'm not i'm just gonna i'm, I'm following i'm following this and with with a big interest in the sense of of like because okay. you're documenting everything, so I, I just really, I really want to understand how how this process will go for you. And of course, this is not the normal process for for anybody who's who's looking for their next opportunity. Because you are in a in a in a much more um, better place. You don't have to take the next opportunity. Uh, And then you have all these other things, and you're extremely well connected. And you have, you know, I I know that in your first post, you're shouting out at at Andy and like, hey, Andy, what's up? (laughs) But I I thought it more of like, okay, this is like a first reaction. And you're thinking about like, when was the last time I had fun? Oh, it was with Andy at FunPlus. Let's do that again. It's like no 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 just like
0: Yeah, like, yeah. Know, the, the the scary part is he might
1: actually be serious. Right? Um, like, I, yeah, like, I think you need to you of, need to chill um, a little bit like just yeah, yeah, maybe. Or or just or just or just sit on it a little bit. Like let's let's not shout out right away to, to the uh, to like hey, I want to be there next. It's just like I think I think that was that was that was more of your, your instinct and kind of like oh I need my next mission like ASAP. But I think now you're in a better place where, where you truly Evaluating different things and and not even actively seeking, right, but right, more right. like just evaluating and just you know doing these videos and and you know you know hopefully writing again something and and stuff like that. It's just right, right. It's good stuff and hopefully not moving to SF because ah, that place sucks. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> we'll see. But, yeah. I, I, will, I, I will
0: have to reduce my burn a bit. So um, I, you know, I, I might have to go back up there,
1: but we'll see. Yeah. So any any other things?
0: I think that's about it. I, I would say that maybe the last bit of advice I'd want to give people who um, find themselves in sort of the situation I'm in right now is like, definitely I, I feel like the deep thinking and trying to understand your values and meaning of your life is important. But I just, I actually, you know, so I, I read a lot. I'm not very religious, but I do believe in the, the sort of Hindu uh, notion around manifestation right and so i do think that if you do find yourself in my situation that i really do think that if you want something bad enough that and if you put enough effort and energy and really believe in it i i think you can actually ach- achieve it and so you know i would say for folks in my situation just like not give up hope be and, and i think if you're really optimistic I think you can really achieve the things that you that you want in your life. So that, that's
1: the only message I have. That's awesome. That's the best message you can have. On that goddamn note, I think we're done. <laughs> so, I think we'll get back to Twigs and we'll get back to, to what's next. And if you want to hear the daily updates <laughs> from Mr. Joseph Kim, it's Game Makers on YouTube. And um And yeah. All the best, brother. Thanks. All right. Everybody have a good night, good evening, good morning, whatever you're doing. Good car drive. Good commute. Bye.